Thank you for listening to We Have Ways of Making You Talk. Sign up to our Patreon to receive bonus content, live streams and our weekly newsletter with money off books and museum visits as well. Plus early access to all live show tickets. That's patreon.com slash we have ways. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, use Gift Mode. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Achtung, Achtung, welcome to We Have Ways of Making You Talk. On location. On location. It's nice to be um, out and about, isn't it, Jim? It sure is, and we're always very happy when we're down here, aren't we? So where are we? We are, oh, sorry, we're, we are at, we're the, at tank the Tank Museum, museum obviously. We're at the Tank Museum, and we're in the um, restoration workshop um, uh, surrounded by tanks in various states of um, disrepair, yeah. or repair, I should say. So so, so over there we've got... Uh, looks like a that's a comet, isn't it? Over yeah, there? I think it's a comet. And then we've got Vickers thing here, which is. Yeah, you're not a fan of the Vickers thing, are you? No, no, no. It's not but, a tank, really, is it? It's a Bren gun carrier with a lid, isn't it? Yeah, with an engine right next to the driver. Yeah. That's not great. It's a lot of fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, des- <laughs> the design's got a little way to go. Um, then behind them, we've got a Stuart. I'm a big fan of those. I always yeah. think they're great. Um, and the, the Churchill three star here, which is. Oh, yes. Um, which I they're mean, doing. It's just so awesome, all the, all the armour on it, isn't it? I mean, it, it, it's a. 
It's a, look at these slabs of of armor plate just sort of stuck on the sides. Well, and and this this interesting suspension that is sort of kind of designed yeah. to protect the crew, isn't it? Yeah. So that so the tracks are up out of the way, which means that you can fit armor plating to the side. Yes. I mean, it, tanks after all are, bo are boxes, aren't they? They're they're, they're they're a series of boxes. Yeah. Um, and how you fit the wheels and. Uh, those decisions are then reflect on how safe the crew are, but you can, I mean, first of all, it, compared to the Cromwell, which I was monkeying, monkeying about on earlier, it does feel like so much more substantial. I know, I know that's the point. It's an infantry tank, so it's a heavier piece of kit, but. How much does a Churchill weigh then? Is it over 30 tons? I think it must be. Because it's narrow, so it'll fit in a train. And yes. then you, and then you, but the, but the armor on the, even the armor on the turret is, is that just a little bit more serious, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. really, really is substantial. And we're, I mean, I'm sort of leaning over looking into the engine bay now, which is, yeah, it's pretty whopping. Um, oh, so it's just, you, you know, you look at, you look at this now, and there's the engine sat beside it. Yeah. On a, on a kind of, on a crate. And, you know, we've got fuel tanks and we've got the transmission as well. You realise, you know, each one of these things is so complicated. There's well, so yeah. many bits that go into making yeah. up a tank. And, you know, and that was always the kind of the point about the Sherman, wasn't it? it you know, tanks are inherently complicated. So you want to make it as simple yeah. as you, you try possibly to, try can. Try to simplify it as much as you can. Because after premise, all, the Churchill took, took a long time to get right. and yeah. uh, uh, Because the early types are all a product of we need a tank and we need it now. But, um, you know, look at this. I mean, you know, we're looking down at the engine now. It's so... Even that is really complicated, yeah. isn't it? There's, yeah. a, there's an awful lot going on there, and it just looks more complicated than that Merlin we were looking at the other day. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it makes you realise, doesn't it, that, you know, to get a large number of tanks into the battle is a big old deal. Yeah. And what's wrong with this one, apparently is at Tankfest, the clutch decided that um, it had had enough of this world yeah. um, and blew up, yeah. essentially, and fired hot metal into the gearbox. Um, and, Ouch. And, and it came to a shuddering halt. And they're, they're since now, they're casting new parts. Um, they, you know, they've found somewhere to cast new parts that are going to be, you know, made of a stronger alloy. Right. So they, in theory, won't go ping like they did... Um, uh, a couple of years ago. But Mind you, having said that, I mean, if this was built in the war and um, only went ping the other day and it's had all that punishment for 75 years. Well, it's not bad going, is it? It's not bad going. Yeah. It's not bad going. Yeah. But, you know, if you look along the sides of it, you know, we're just walking down along the, by the tracks. Yeah. And look at these great big slabs that are put, put on. I mean, how thick is that? That's, I mean, that's got to be... That's a, that's a couple of inches, isn't it? At least, isn't it? At least. It? At least. I mean, that's got to be... And then with this extra... Stuff sold 50 millimeter, isn't it? Yeah. That, and then, yeah, then the extra bit. This is a this is a hatch to get in, isn't it? Or out. Or out. Yeah. More <laughs> importantly. It's, it's. I mean, it's just incredible seeing all these tanks just just here. So th this is the Matilda here that they got running a, a while ago. Is the Tank Museum of a Matilda Diaries thing where they go through the whole process? I mean, again, I mean, this is a. You compare this to the, the Panzer II, Panzer II, Panzer I, and then Panzer III, which is just coming online in 1940. This, this is, is all right, a, isn't this it? This is a unit, isn't it? It's yeah. A, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a heck of a thing. Yeah, it really is. Um, and, and why and do they call it the Matilda II? Because, I mean, this couldn't be, I mean, apart from the headlights, it couldn't be further removed from the Matilda I, could it? Isn't there a story that is, the, the, 
the guy at the war office who procured it is this is like his favorite woman's name or something i seem to remember there's there's all this confusionist i mean it's confusing and there is confusion as to why i, I mean i don't i mean she's I, I never been called the matilda too no but this is the tank that does so well at um at arras isn't it no I thought it was the Matilda was it, One. Was it that Matilda was it? One? Was really? Matilda no, but there were Matilda Twos at Arras as well. I'm were sure there? there were. Yeah, I'm sure there were. Anyway. Anyway. Um, uh, I should know that. You should know that. I, I mean, should know that. You yeah. should know that. Be it. But oh, it's a long time ago since I was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Twenty first of May, nineteen forty. <laughs> What's the crew in this? So there's there's a, just a driver at the front, isn't there? So there's yeah. no lap gun operator. No, so it's a four man crew, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's all those early tanks where you're having to kind of do everything, do everything as a yeah. commander. That's a that's a kind of Achilles heel of the the Samoa, wasn't it? Yes, the, well, and the Shah and the Shah B one, where the where the you're the commander loader gunner in I mean, the that, turret. That, a, I mean, who thought that was a good idea? Again, everyone's shaking this thing down of what well, the, what I tanks know, but, are but and what they're meant to be. But, but you, surely that doesn't take no. kind of you know a huge amount of thinking. To but, think, hang on the, a minute, I won't the tank one have quite a yeah. lot to think about. But then at least in the Shah B one, he hasn't got a radio to distract him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose not. <laughs> But I like so we're now at the front of the Churchill. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I know I'm sort of getting a, getting a little bit OTT about the level of, of armour, but but look at that. I mean, there is yeah. there is nothing in Normandy apart from maybe the Tiger Two that's got more armour than well, this. Well, that's this is 120 this, millimetres. This, this flat plate. I mean, you, you, that's a hand that is a, a hand span wide. Yes. That front that front flat plate, and I, I, you know I mean, nothing is going to get through that. No. And we talk about the virtues of the sloping glasses plate on the. T thirty four and the Sherman has it too, and then the Panther. Talk, you can talk about that if you want, but 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 like you say that this is um, that's just solid well, um, metal. Well, that's that in itself, the, the back plate, as it were, the hatch. Look how thick that hatch is. It's insane. Yeah. Well, it's not insane. It's brilliant. But I mean, it's just it's incredible. It really is. Yeah. And and, and look at this that sort of. You know, so that the track's going right. Look at look at these little struts. Yeah, sort of flying of, buttresses. Yeah, yeah, flying buttresses. It's almost sort of you know, it's like the Gothic revival of tanks, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting, isn't it? Because the because the Churchill get gets off to this sort of infamous start, doesn't it? They yeah. they, they commissioned it in 1940. Vauxhall send them out literally with things saying, by the way, this tank may not work. Yeah, we haven't uh, quite we haven't quite figured it out the, yet. The kind of level of testing we'd be happy with. Yeah, and they shake but, it. But good luck in Tunisia. Well, yeah, and well, and, the, and Dieppe, of course. They're, they're yeah, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. Left on the beaches at Dieppe. Um, of course, yeah. Uh, but they get there, and by Normandy, this is the you know the absolute. That's nuts. Yeah, for, especially for that battlefield, especially for. Uh, yeah. Because you know, no one's going more than. 12 miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, four, four miles an hour. I mean, it's walking pace, isn't it, if you're an infantry support tank? So how fast can this go? I think it's like 12 miles, it, it 12, 12, 12, 14 miles. miles. It's just not very, very, not, you know, nothing speedy. But it can go up anything. Yeah, go up anything, go through anything. It's good, good, good for going through stuff because it's so heavy. Do you think we should um, kiss goodbye to, the, to this restoration hall and go and look at some Shermans? Yes, let's do that, yeah. You know, that would make me happy. So we've moved, haven't we? We've sidestepped side into the main uh, restoration hall. What do you call it? No, what's this called? This is called the preservation hall, isn't it? Or something like that? It's, it's, it's I mean, Valhalla, it's, basically, for tanks. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's sort of, it's not tank graveyard, because they're not, they're not completely dead, are they? <laughs> I think the idea is that they're not, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it does, Valhalla is right. There's a kind of sort of, 
yeah, there's a there's a kind of sort of um, weird sort of mystic kind of. And there's everything in air here. about it. There's everything there? in here. But this is a um, Sherman with a 105 millimeter um, uh, howitzer on it. Yes, yeah, so it's a Sherman, but not as we know it. Yeah, it's a sort of it's a it's a souped up Sherman. So it's got much thicker armor. It's got the M4E8. Is it wider generally? On it. I think it, it, it feels like wider. Well, well the, but the, 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 the tracks are definitely wider because it's the biggest. But it's the so, biggest so suspension. So that then feels wider as well. Yeah, but I think I think I think you might be being fooled by the the duct Am plate I? and the fact that it's got a wider track and a wider suspension. Maybe because this is the suspension they they end up on. That's not the you know the, this right. is a, not yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, yeah. the, the, the other the later one, which is yeah. slightly more complicated. Yeah, yeah. But modular again, so on the other side, they're the other way around. You just take them off. Yes. They bolt on. So it's yep. that thing of it being much more fixable in the field. But it's got these, you know, these extra duct plates or whatever you'd call them covering the wider, the wider track. Yeah. And this is U.S. Marine Corps. Yeah. So this is used in, in the Pacific. This is for bunker busting because yeah, yeah. Not, there's no yeah, tank course. on tank worry. I mean, one of the things we talk about mm. an awful lot, or people talk about an awful lot, is how good, how effective is this tank against any other tank? Yeah. Well, it's not going to meet any. No. It, so that's, know, not, that's not the point of it, is it? Exactly. That's not the point of it. It's for, it's, it's, you're back to the First World War where the idea is it's purely an infantry support weapon yeah. for breaking siege situations, you know, it goes forward because it's bulletproof and it blows up whatever... Whatever comes its way. Whatever obstacles it's presented with, yeah. It's a beast, isn't it? It, really it is. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and this, this thicker armour plate... I'm sure <laughs> it, is, it is wider. Well, maybe it is. Maybe it is. We'll have to ask. I mean, that's the, fortunately, we're in the right place to find this out, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are, aren't we? But it's got the Sherman fundamentals, so that yeah. your gearbox, your transmission's here, it comes off. You put yes. another one on. Yeah. It's got all these um, standardised parts. Yes. It's, it's you know, it, it, in all those respects, it's got all the Sherman stuff, but it's... You it's know, almost like a real Sherman. Yeah, they're tuning it, they're getting it, they're getting it yeah. better before, yeah. you know, because it's still, it's still on balance, a lighter tank than, than going full Pershing. Yeah. And this is this is needed to you've got to be able to drive this off a landing craft and stick it on a beach and and all that. It's interesting though, isn't it? Because you know one of the great great virtues of the Spitfire is the fact that in 1940 it's still got another you know how many marks 20 more yeah. marks 25 yeah. marks to go. Yeah, and it's sort of a bit the same principle with the with the um, with the Sherman because you know the reason why you can you can adapt the Spitfire is because its fundamental basic design is so good yeah. that it's got room for. For manoeuvre and growth yeah. and development and yeah. you know different wings and different engine cowling and all that kind of stuff, and I suppose it's the same with the Sherman, isn't it? The fundamental design is solid. Well, from 1942, there are tanks with this this essential profile right through to the end of the war. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, and yeah. beyond, and, be, and beyond. You know, because the, the Israelis buy these and uh, and then upgun them and all that sort of stuff. But I mean, it's it's because of its reliability because yeah. it's quite quick. Yep. Um, all that sort of thing. I mean, it is interesting, though, isn't it? Because because the other thing they're doing is they're building them in different places. So each factory, each company coming to the Sherman, does its little. Yes, which is why you've got the slightly moulded hull, and That's then right. you've got different the, the, tweaks yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's certain things about every single one which make it absolutely. Yeah. Which is the same again with the Spitfire, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it actually, you know, I don't know, Mark. 21 or whatever is quite a different beast to a Mark mm -hmm. 1, but it, but, yeah. but you never mistake it for anything other than the Spitfire, yeah. would you? Yeah, because of the lines, yeah. Yeah, I guess, I guess. So have you got any more Shermans in here? Well, there's a, yes, there's a recovery vehicle around a corner. Okay, let's go and see that. Right, so we're tucked in a corner here um, by this, which is an 
ARV, Armoured Recovery Vehicle, on a Sherman again, a Sherman chassis yep. with the HVSS um, uh, suspension, which is what the the uh, US Marine Corps version mm -hmm. had, which is this cleverer bogey than the thing that, that comes out of the M3 design, goes through the M4, you know, and you see on priests and rams and kangaroos. Yep. And, but this is, I mean, this is a heck of a thing, isn't it? First of all, it's got this... Sort of, um, well, so it's like a dig, a dig a like shovel, a dozer, dozer shovel thing yeah, on for it. getting rid of rubble, and then it's got a rig that comes all the way over, yep, and a crane rig that, that, that collapses onto, onto the aft of the tank that will come over, mm -hmm. lock in place. Then it's got a winch that, that uh, is powered off the engine, and another one from where the turret would be, yep, for hauling stuff out. And apparently, on the, on the, the M32, which is an earlier. Uh, Sherman uh, recovery vehicle the, because the tank suspension's soft because it has to be yep. so it can get about they had a problem pulling heavy vehicles because the suspension was too soft right. and it would, it, would, it would bend too sympathetically right. um, and wasn't very effective so they used to put wheel blocks under the, under the tracks track blocks and sort of chocks great big chocks under the tracks so they could lift stuff out or tighten up the suspension. So you wouldn't get such a good ride as a crewman in this, right. but, it, but it put but enough stiffness into the suspension so you could rescue vehicles. And um, the British are running a thing that's based on a, like a turret, that's a turretless Sherman or, an, or a Lee Grant yep. chassis um, recovery vehicle from D-Day. Right. But this is the sort of refined swank American version. This I think is a Korean War sort of Right. Final iteration of the, you know, because they're still running Sherman stuff in the Korean War. Yeah, yeah. And this is like a final iteration of the. It's a hell of can, a thing, isn't it's it? It's a heck of a thing, and that 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 they're using this chassis. That's after all, 1940, 1941, They put the Sherman together, and it's OEM parts. It's sort of, it's sort of, uh, um, you know, we'll have the suspension off that, the gearbox off this, and they put it together that way. That it's still able to do this 10 years later is amazing really well i mean it's, it's key to the whole allied way of war as well yeah. it's this sort of vehicle you know recovery of tanks that get knocked out because tanks that get knocked out are, they're, they're, they're no longer able to be used that particular day but that doesn't yeah. mean say they're kind of destroyed yeah there's a massive difference and you know in crews the, the the it's very it's it's really clear how quickly crews get out of their tanks hmm. once they stop yeah, because of course the moment you do stop, you're a sitting duck. Yeah, and and you know you've lost your whole yes. If they've hit USP. you once, if they've hit you once, they're going to hit you again. Right. So you then get out, but but there's nothing much wrong with the tank. And so at night, as soon as dust comes down, which is why these have got all their headlights and everything yeah. on them, you know, out they come, and these boys go and get them all. And, and you know, every squadron would have uh, in a British regiment, um, company in an American regiment would have had one of these attached to it. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that is their job. Their, their job is nocturnal, and by night, that's what you do. You go out and get these things and pull them back. Yeah. And it's incredible how, how often they're, they're recovering tanks. I mean, really. And, and quite often for days afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that amazing thing about that statistic about Goodwood, isn't it? It's like, you know, 490 tanks damaged on the 18th of July, 1944. But I think they get something like 260 of them yeah. back off the battlefield. Yeah. And back back in circulation within about forty eight hours. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's incredible. Pronto, yeah. And so th it's interesting, isn't it? Because these, you know, these things aren't, aren't necessarily, you know, they don't, they don't grab the headlines, so to speak, do they? But but th these and bulldozers, it's like we were talking about yeah. that picture the other day. I mean, they're, they're absolutely vital bits of kit. Yeah. But you make them out of the same kits as your battle tanks, because then uh, half the job's done. Half the job's done, and the or you know, the job's done. The parts are all the same, and so yeah. on.
It's amazing. And also, it's, it's a sort of multi-use bit of kit, isn't it, with yeah. this dozer on front? Yeah. It means that you get into town and you can sort of clear the rubble out of the way. Yeah. Do whatever you need to do. You can get to that tank that's stranded and pull it out. And obviously, in the winter of 1944-45, you know, when so many tanks are getting bogged, well, that's because you really, of the flooded really, really ground. This things, is yeah. also really, really important. It's not got a big gun on it, though, Jim. It's not sexy. No. I want a big gun on it. I think it's quite sexy. <laughs> I know. I know you do. <laughs> I'm Anthony Scaramucci, former White House Director of Communications and Wall Street financier. And I'm Katty Kay, US Special Correspondent for BBC Studios. I've been covering American politics for almost three decades. Welcome to The Rest is Politics US, brought to you by Goalhanger. Go on, tell us, were those donations you made, like Obama in 2008, was that idealism? Were you hoping to get something out of these campaigns that would serve your own business interests, for example? So I think this will either make this podcast incredibly successful, Caddy, or people <laughs> will be horrified and they'll shut it off right now because I'm going to be very real with you. The Obama donation, I had gone to law school with President Obama. We were not classmates. I was a few years ahead of him. It was 2007. He was then Senator Obama. I had a check in my breast pocket. I went over to the senator. I said, Senator, I said, you and I didn't really know each other in law school, but I'm about to hand you a big check. Can I lie to my friends and tell them that you and I knew each other in law school? <laughs> well, Obama looks at me, had the best smile in American politics since Jack Kennedy. Forever. Yeah. He lights up. He looks at me and says, I'll tell you what, if you double the amount of the check, we'll take it back to Hawaii. Okay. And I looked at him. I said, you're done. I had another check in my pocket. I ripped it up. I doubled the amount of the check. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've been to more White House Christmas parties during the Obama administration than the Trump administration. In this pivotal year for the United States, democracy and world affairs, Britain's biggest podcast, The Rest is Politics, is launching stateside. Uncovering secrets from inside the Biden and Trump inner circles and how they shape the world's most important economy, but also the global economy too. New episodes are released every Friday morning. Just search The Rest is Politics US wherever you get your podcasts. Where well, are we, James? Uh, well, I am feeling quite <laughs> sexy now. <laughs> now that I'm in the turret yeah, of the it's, Firefly. It's got a big gun, this one. Uh, yeah, so yeah, this yeah. is the, the turret of the Firefly, which is in the main tank hall. Um, with the, we've got the Churchill one side, the Cromwell the other. This is a representation of, the, of British armour in Normandy and then to the end of the war. And what a thing this is. This is a beast, isn't it? Yeah. And we'll, we'll get inside in a minute and have a look at the, the actual differences because we've... Mm. we've we're in a Sherman quite recently, so yep. sort of know what the turret's like. The f first main difference is that there's a hatch here. Yeah. That the loader has a, has a hatch so he can get out. Yes. And in, <laughs> but, but chiefly out, because on the normal, the standard Sherman, there's only the, the hatch where the commander is. Yeah, so absolutely. You, so, so there's more exits. That's a good thing, I think. Yeah, and it's really and it's it was really interesting on the with the with the Sherwood Rangers guys. You, you know, so David Render was terribly upset um, when he had his tank changed, and and some people did not want to have a, a Firefly at all. Yeah. Um, Ernie Leopard, who was a was an operator loader, yeah, he was absolutely thrilled to be in a Firefly for really? precisely that reason. Right. He said, "I want something with a big gun that I can easily get out of." Right. Well, 
this is it. But they, you know. they literally cut these hatches and fitted them, didn't they? The, yeah. The, into into the into the Firefly, and then of course the other the other the other big difference is that the radio the radio is in this armoured box at the back of the turret. That they had to they had to, yes, so there that wasn't room for the radio. Yeah, the so the radio goes the, in there with the breach of the gun. So they cut a hole, and yep. there is literally yeah, there it is. There is literally a hole. Yep. Um, at the back here that that puts the radio in there, which is um. That's pretty clever, isn't it? Yeah, it and these and these are your two arrows. So that's your A set. Yeah. So so on the radio, what you would have to do is have to sort of net in every day. So you've got three three kind of you you've got the intercom in the tank. Yeah. Which you have to have because you literally just can't, can't hear yourself hear, think. Can't yeah. hear yourself think. So you have to have the intercom. It's back like being on a bomber. And then you have the B net, which is generally just the squadron. Yep. And then you have the A net, which is the regiment. That's the idea. What what they do quite often is. Um, because from sort of Normandy onwards, they're no longer operating as a regiment. They're yeah. operating in squadrons attached yeah. to... To infantry. Infantry. So they'll be talking to the battalion rather than the uh, regiment, right? Well, no, no. not So what they do is that right. you'd actually have... You might have your B set just for your troop. Right. And ah, the A okay. set for the squadron. Oh, OK, that's it's interesting. Meant, you know, if the other two weren't in action. So managing it down... Uh, as much as you possibly can. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, that wasn't always the case. No. But 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 it could happen. And the reason you've got this is because so you don't get static from the... You don't get electric shock. Really? Yeah. That's so what that is? is. That, that's it. So you've got the arrow coming out, and so you just don't... I mean, that's rubber, obviously, but you just don't want to touch that. Well, because after all, I mean, uh, one of the things I was really struck by, and, and reading Kent out, he sort of really conveys this with, with the Sherman, is this hatch, if this hatch slams on my fingers, it might actually simply remove them. Long before anyone starts, any, there's any panther in a hedgerow taking pot shots on you. This is a dangerous environment. It's a great big heavy yep. vehicle. The sides are sloped, so getting in and out, if it were wet, you might slip and fall. And I mean, you know, getting out of a moving thing like this, yep. really dangerous. Yep. Sherman's high up, um, famously high up compared to the Cromwell. In fact, it's interesting how much higher up you feel. Eh? You, we are looking down very directly onto the, onto the top of the Cromwell and the Churchill. You really feel that in this. Yep. But the, what, what a dangerous, slippery, health and safety nightmare this thing is. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, Arthur Reddish, who was a, yep. was a lap gunner in a Sherman with the Sherwood Rangers, he had exactly that happened. He was down there and the hatch fell on his finger and he crushed his finger. Yeah. And he was off games for six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. As a result of that. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because, you know, Peter Soleri, who was, a, was a, um, a squadron commander, he said, you know, one of the big problems of the Sherman was it was just so much taller than everything else. Yeah. And actually, that's not true. It is compared to a Cromwell or a Stug yeah. or indeed a, a Churchill. But actually, it's only, I think it's an inch taller than a Mark IV. Yeah. Um, and it's several inches shorter than a, than a Panther or a, yeah. or a or, Tiger. Or a Tiger. So it's, it's, it's not, but it... it, it it's so clear, it's, it's so distinctive, its profile, that yeah. it makes you feel like it is. And obviously you're lining up, you know, you're not going to be sitting there lining up yourself of a panther or a tiger, yeah. are you? But you might, if you saw those trundle by, you'd go, bloody hell, that's so much lower well, profile. Well, but, but, and because, you, because you're comparing it to, to your vehicles, you're just assuming it's tall, aren't you? Right. And, you know, and you're, you're sticking out like a sore thumb, aren't you? The other thing that's interesting is there's this cupola around, yeah. the, around the, um, the commander's hatch. So John that revolves, Sem doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. It should do. And what happens is, is just as they're going into uh, Operation Clipper, which is Battle of Geilenkirchen on the first yeah. morning, uh, John Semkin, who's the commander of A Squadron of the Sherwood Rangers, they're going through an orchard, and the orchard wedges this, and they can't. It's you stuck can't in the it. wrong way. So right. it, 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 at the moment, the so so how it works with this is it splits into two, um, which obviously acts as a shield, as well as 
obviously the cover. So it's not it's actually a really sensible design splitting into two because you get this extra protection. Yeah. Effectively. But obviously when you're going forward, you want this you want the the two halves on your left and right, not in front and behind you. Yeah. And and as you can see at the moment, this one is front and behind, which is exactly what happens to John Semkin just as he's going into battle. Right. And that's an absolute horror story because it means that he's then got he to do this. He's got to stand right he's up. He's got to stand right up, exposing himself even more to um, to be able to see forward. Or he's got to do this, which doesn't really work, you know, lean out to one yeah. side. So it's a nightmare. You know, and that's just, again, it's just one of those little things that I guess it's all too easy for something to happen. You yeah. Know, something like that. Yeah. This is obviously on this as well, you've got a machine gun mounting. Yeah. So you could have two. Yeah. You could just have uh, one. It, 50 caliber on a, on a, on a Firefly, wasn't it? Because they yep. don't have a lap gun, do they? Yes, but generally speaking, they tend not to because the only person who can actually fire it, of course, is the, um, is the commander. Yeah. And the last thing you want to be doing it's is sitting, standing uh, right you, up. You yeah, want yeah, as yeah. little of your head out of here, of your body outside yeah. of the turret as you possibly yeah. can because obviously that's less of a target. Yeah. And there's less for a sniper or whatever or, or shrapnel to hit. But this is symmetrical, isn't it, the Capella? So you can, you can sit the, you can sit the uh, machine gun either side, can't yes. you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so... Yeah, and you can, yeah. and you again, you can sort of move it around. But that's the big compromise, isn't it, with the Fireflies? It's a four-man or a five-man crew because, because you have sacrificed the lap gunner's station um, for ammunition storage. Because, right. Because the seventeen-pounder round is just that much, that much bigger. It's isn't substantially it? bigger, yeah, yeah, than a, than a seventy-five millimeter round. But if you if you duck down, you can see what they've done instead. Right. There isn't there isn't room with the seventeen-pounder to? We're going in. To have a, a, a coaxial gun. So no. what normally would happen in a Sherman is you'd have the coaxial browning, yep. which would be controlled by the gunner. So yeah. the gunner could fire the 75mm main gun, or he could fire the browning, yeah. or he could fire yeah. both. Yeah. But you haven't got that. So what they've got, they've got the, the browning um, instead in the operator loader's position, yeah. which you can which see just here, there, yeah, which just is here. there. Yeah. Because that really threw me when they started talking about, he's saying, oh, you know, and I, you know, my, I was firing, you know, Ernie Leopard, who was happy about his yeah. being in his Firefly, he was saying, you know, I started firing the Browning and it got jammed. I said, hang on a minute, you haven't got one. Yeah. So it wasn't until I came up here and had a look at it all and got inside this beast that I kind of thought, well, ah, right, the, now it all makes you, sense. But it's the, 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 the absolutely commanding thing here is the breach of the 17 pounds. Which is whopping, isn't which it? Which is gigantic. And, and you know, the... Uh, we were talking about the whole cut for the radio. There, 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 there is the, the hole because there is no way you'd be able to fire this. No. Um, without the breach, I mean, the breach completely dominates in here in a way that 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 that, that it goes back a, fu a full two feet further back into the turret than the breach, the seventy-five mil, doesn't it? Yeah. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. So with three of you in here, which is in the turret. Yep. That's pretty busy, isn't it? Yeah, it is very, very busy. It's very busy. Uh, and what is also, I think, is, is amazing about this one is that it, this is original. I mean, yeah. you, you can tell that. It's got this kind of incredible smell of, of dust and metal and oil, hasn't it? It's, yep. it's an incredibly sort of old mechanical smell. Yep. And also the other thing they'd have, you can see in the, in the bit at the back where you'd have had the radio. Yeah. So it's, there's a little bench there for the radio to go on. And can you see that underneath it, there's, there's space? Yeah. So that would be filled with lead as a counterweight. Right, because the gun's so heavy. Because the barrel. The barrel's so heavy. 
Well, it's, yeah, and it's just Wait, so yeah, long, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it just it just gives it a bit of weight weight backwards. Gosh. Yeah, and it's and it's wonderful this because you know getting inside here, you can see that all the this once would have been obviously very very creamy white. Yeah. It's all got a bit blotchy. You can see this has been damp at times. Yeah. It's got a bit of mould on it, and you know, but you've still got the original, um, some of the original electrics in there. You can did see they, the switch on it. Look, you yeah. can see where the radio. Uh, aerial would did, have been did they upgrade the um hydraulics though if it's all heavier they must have done D you know for re for revolving the yeah. for revolving and controlling the gun and um, underneath your feet out you can see where they've got yeah. extra storage extra storage yeah. and it's sort of angled down so you, they just slot in they've got their own little yeah. kind of um and the other rounds are, shape the other rounds are down down at the front on the right hand side um and they they get they're passed up are they yeah so you, where you well, are, this wheel still works. That's amazing. Gosh. So, so okay, where no, you, I'm, I'm moving yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. You can see that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh, yeah, hell, that's amazing. So, so Is they pass rounds up from from down there to into here to the to the. So the where you are is where the the commander and the yes. um, loader are. So there's a there oh, no, the loader seat here. The seat is gone. This is the this is the the gunner's seat here. Yeah. So um, there's a there's a very helpful sign here that's stuck. It's handwritten. It says, "Warning: Do not traverse the turret until drivers' hatches are closed, yeah. the crew members clear, and the travelling lock has been released." Yeah. But you know this is, I mean, the the, the padding seat is gone and yeah. on the seat. Um, it's really, I mean, there's, there's something incredible about. Being in a tank that's it was a bit like that with the T thirty four, wasn't it? Yeah. But but this is this is not being done up at all. I mean this is this is exactly as it was. All I can tell you is that, you know, I'm looking at the periscope here. And it's just rubbish. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you can just see diddly squat. You really can't see anything. This is why the commander has to have his head out of the turret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. you're in action, you just yeah. can't do anything else. Yeah. Hell of a thing, though, isn't it? Yeah. Well, with it, with it turned on its side and all that, it's very clever. Yep. This um, way of getting this in into here. Gosh. Gosh, I love it. Yeah, me too. What a treat. Yeah, isn't it? It's it's really it's really special. This because of its originality. Yeah. James is taking lots of photographs, by the way, everybody, of uh, what's going on in here. Yeah. Okay, and this will, this will give you an indication of just how cramped it is. Well, yeah. I mean, this is yet another occasion where being six foot three. Hold on, hold on. We're going to take. All right, I was going to take one of you. Oh yeah, all right. Then. One of those things where being six foot three. Is, yeah. It's kind of less helpful than normal. Yeah. There you go. Oh Christ! I'm feeling quite post-coital actually, James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good in there, wasn't it? It was very nice. Yeah. <laughs> very nice. Um, yeah, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what a thing done up of course as guards armoured this one yeah. um, though we can see some old markings lurking from um, its previous incarnations but that is, that's a heck of a thing and, and, and I think with the Firefly right tank at the right time you know the yeah. Allies the, 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 the argument is they never quite get the tanks right everything's nine months late but they were thinking about this you know, within weeks of, they were working on this within weeks of encountering the tiger in, in Tunisia the year before. Yep. Need something to fix that, and they do it. Yep. I yep. mean, admittedly, the optics are terrible, and it, you can't fire an HE round out of a 17-pounder in nope. any meaningful way, so nope. it's not a good infantry tank, but it's good for fixing the well, opposition. And what they, what they learn on the hoof is rather than 
shoving your, your fireflies in the squadron headquarters, you actually give one to each troop. Yeah. Um, and, and you know your your normal three Shermans. So you, instead of having a three tank troop, you have a four tank troop. Yeah. And your normal three Shermans are doing the beetling around, and then once they've got a big target, you go. Off you yeah. go. Over here, please. One shot, please. Yeah. Over here, please, Larry. Yeah. And this, of course, this is this is senior regiment in the brigade. Yeah. Yellow the is, the, yeah. is the second one, and blue yeah. is the third. It's a heck of a thing. Yeah, it really is. It really it's is. It's the pinnacle of Sherman development, I think. I think, even though they, the Americans put a bigger gun on it later on and all that sort of stuff, which, you know, it's a stopgap and it absolutely does the job. Yeah. Yeah, I've, just, I've, I've always had a bit of a thing for these. I think they just look terrific. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you again soon. Cheerio. Cheerio.